it's ghosticles time. It's ghosticles time. It's ghosting mosty wasty. Ghosticles time. Ghosticles time. Don't make seemed appropriate. Um, are you starting? You start. I'll start. Start. Oh, hi everyone. Happy Thursday. Oh yeah, hi. Happy Thursday. Okay. Happy Thursday. 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 We'll get into it fast. Yes, so many. We have some good stories. We do. Really we good. do, and a couple long ones. Too. So, our first story is from Celia. Mm. Okay, I wasn't sure where to send this submission as it's just an idea about a previous podcast. If this is incorrect, please let me know. You did great, Celia. This is fine. I am currently listening to podcast 41, A Fear You Cannot Name. Late, um, I know. I'm disappointed in me, too. We are not disappointed in you, I'm, Celia. You're not disappointed. You're, like, you're only, like, one off. Yeah, it's you're, you're doing great. There are a lot of people you're that are, like, great. half go, a year off. Go easy on yourself. You're, you're, yeah, you're doing fine. far better than you know. You know what? You're listening. And that's really all that matters to us. <laughs> Listen to our shit. Okay. <laughs> and Michael tells a story of being chased by a ghostly white truck. Yeah. When you were in high yeah, school, yeah, yeah. Um, out in the country. It's terrifying whether it was ghostly or not, but it was ghostly <laughs> because it runs into a field and there's no one there and you turn around and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, okay. right, right. So, certain lore holds that spirits can be repelled by stepping, or in this case driving, onto consecrated ground. I wonder if, on this gravel road where you were driving, you might have turned onto the previous grounds of a church or cemetery. Just thought, I'm really enjoying the podcast. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. I was pumped when I first heard you were making a podcast together, and I've been listening since the first installment. Love the stories you tell about your own personal experiences. Makes me think of my own stories. Love you all so much. I'm looking forward to more spooky stories from you, too. You are doing fantastic. Parfait. Uh, oh, my God. That's a great idea. You know, know. it never occurred to me that maybe well, we, we turned onto ground that, you know, because yeah, I will say in the country, ground. like, there's a lot of those, you know, uh, those huge acreages of land. There's a lot of, like, little family plots family out plots, there. Yeah, people definitely. People just bury their, their family out there because went, it was cheaper. What? A while ago, I went to the cemetery, a family plot, actually, um, on, like, private property, and it's supposedly haunted. And I just went up to the guy's front door, and I was like, what's the story with your cemetery? <laughs> and he told me. And he's like, oh, well, there's dead people under there, you know. Right. No, he, told, he talked about, like, hauntings and his family's, like, eighth generation, and he sat down and talked to me for, like, an hour and, like, it was me and a couple of other people, and he gave us a little tour of his house, and then there were dead animals on the walls everywhere, and I was like, this is probably time for us to go. <laughs> but it was really nice. Like, that house had been there for wow. from the very beginning. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a but, lot of places like that in the country, so it's, it's quite possible. It's possible. But then I feel like there has to be something weird about that, because if... Because we know, were being traced been, by a disappearing white truck? Yeah. Right, well, but <laughs> when I was in Rome, they talked about mm. consecrated ground mm. being... You know, ghosts can't appear. So yeah. Rome will talk about, well, we don't have a lot of ghosts because there's a church on every corner, <laughs> and it's right. true. Like every corner is 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 not exaggerating enough. Maybe yeah. um, they're everywhere. Like sometimes the four, um, it's not a corner. It's the like center, the square, right? I right, guess that's right, corners. Right. Corner. Um, but they'll have like four churches right there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so they say that there's not a lot of ghosts because of that. However, if ghosts don't appear on consecrated ground where do ghosts and churches come from where do ghosts and cemeteries come from which you know, you know I that's a good you question know, so i think it maybe it's a protestant catholic thing maybe or maybe maybe catholic ghosts are just like well we're told we can't go there and catholics are pretty good at following the rules protestants by their nature aren't so good they were at like, following the rules fucking i do whatever i want <laughs> they're like no fuck you i'm starting Y'all my own religion not I... this church but i'm gonna do it <laughs> maybe, but maybe it's something to be said like maybe it depends on that the religion or whatever yeah. but maybe it's something about whatever it is like if it's something 
bad, mm. like a runaway ghost truck. Yeah, perhaps like a that demon truck or something. Maybe yeah. it can't because the rules. Or maybe uh, it could also be that that depending on the faith of the living uh, mm-hmm. that are in that area, maybe they just don't see it because it does not accord with their worldview. It could you know? be. Um, so maybe, maybe the ghosts are there and they just don't experience them because there's like, no, there's no room for them. So nope, nothing there, nothing well, there. That's true. And there's a lot to be said too for like people who have, you know, my mom would always say this, if somebody's scared or they feel like they have it, like get a Bible or whatever b- religious text mm-hmm. you believe mm-hmm. in. If you don't mm-hmm. believe in a religion, you believe in science, get a science book. Yeah. Something that you can put your belief in and you can demonstrate it so that yeah. whatever theirs knows, you're not. The power alone. of belief. Yeah. It's, this, it's the, it, I don't like to, I don't mean to suggest that the, spe- the, the particulars don't matter, uh, but sometimes they don't seem to. You just got to believe it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, mostly. Like Slenderman. Uh, <laughs> no, hopefully you don't believe in Slenderman. No, please don't. Um, we don't need please that kind don't. of shit. Bad things happen. Oh, man, that game was scary. Okay, so this one <laughs> comes from uh, Kai. Uh, Kai says, hi, you two. This, uh, so this is a shorter story this time, and it's a little more of a giggle, maybe? Uh, in the last <laughs> story I recalled uh, for you all, by the way, Aaron read for me, and he was dynamite. Pass he it was on. dynamite. Um, and dynamite is spelled like, you know, all. Dynamite. Every, there's a space between every character. Okay. Um, I mentioned words being DM'd into my mind. It picked up again recently, but it's a new voice, and I know it cannot be mine. All caps. Because it's in Chinese. Well. I can recognize Chinese when I hear it, even if I can't understand what's being said. There's something to the cadence. Uh, you watch enough TV, yada, yada, yada. But either way, there's this little kid in my backyard, only in my backyard, giggling and happy and saying something to me in Chinese. It's hmm. a trip, folks. Like, a full six days, seven nights, all expenses paid, really nice candy in the mini bar journey. <laughs> I love it. I don't really know any people of Chinese descent. I'm told there isn't any in our family, and I know it's none of my neighbors because I hear them loud and clear when I'm working in the yard with headphones and listening to podcasts, music, what have you. Comes and clears a bell, no matter the track, genre, or really loud gasp. <laughs> they seem to be harmless and having a good time, so I'm not going to tell my roommate about it, but I guess he'll hear when, if, this gets it's red, so oof. <laughs> keep being <laughs> keep being absolute diamonds, you two. Why? Diamonds. Thank I you. Love it. Thank you. Um, oh. Hard as fuck. Boom. Diamonds. Boom. Uh, <laughs> we cut glass. That's right. That's right. Um, We're also a girl's best friend. That's true. That's also very true. Uh, so. <laughs> With that, it's, you know, such a great example about how people are sensitive in different ways. You know, some people can smell something. Some people can hear something. Some people see things. Some people sense things. There's all different, you know, senses. That's why they're called senses. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's interesting that to hear something. And Chinese, so interesting. It makes you wonder... I mean, it's pretty, I mean, the ghost, it's very polite of the ghost to make it that obvious. So you know, you're not hearing anyone right. else because like, you know, well, my neighbors don't speak Chinese or this. It's kind of interesting. I, I wonder what the story there is. I know. Or I, like, is it for Kai? Is it for Kai to hear? Or is it just Kai's overhearing it? Like listening to someone else's. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I feel like whenever someone has a ghostly experience, I, I don't know that it's meant to happen, but I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like, a. um, two puzzle pieces just have to come together just right. Yeah. You know, like a person with, with a certain ability or a certain sensitivity of a certain kind, because there are different sorts of sensitivities, as you said, happens to be in the right place at the right time where that particular 
you know, that that spirit's particular mode of expression just happens to fit perfectly into that person's level of sensitivity. Right. And then you have that. And that's why two people can live in the same building that's haunted. And one person, you know, has poltergeist activity and the other person just hears a couple of, you know, creaks in the floor every now and again. Right. Uh, it's really fascinating. And again, it plays into belief. You know, the second mm-hmm. person, perhaps let's 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 backtrack for a moment and just mm-hmm. just add to the hypothesis about the consecrated ground and the belief, you know, right. being yeah. being a shield, so to speak, against whatever's chasing you if it happens to be a ghostly white truck in the country but what if i'm, I'm fat in my movie there in my movie there's a version where <laughs> one of us totally believes in the consecrated ground thing and so when the, we turn the truck disappears for us but everyone else in the car who doesn't believe in that stuff still still sees the truck chasing them right oh uh, yeah or or they know one you know the other person believes in the consecrated ground so that person's telling you, believe in consecrated ground right, right fucking believe now. It, right. Believe just it. Fucking just buy it. Believe right it right now. right now. You've got to clap if you believe in fairies. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> hey, it, it worked. I saw that show. That's right. I saw the Mary Martin Peter Pan on television, and when I clapped, Tinkerbell came back to life. Oh my gosh, she came back to life. I had something to do with that. I know I did. Yeah, every time. Every time. Um, so yeah, there. I think you know that's. It's just fascinating. It's fascinating to me all the different, you know experiences people can well, have. It says a lot about how our unconscious creates the reality we're in to such an extent because mm-hmm. we our level of participation in reality is kind of determined by factors beyond our control completely. Right. You know, like um, some people can there's a I think I've mentioned it before there's a an old uh, movie called Eric the Viking and it's not very good but it's about a bunch of Vikings going on this kind of quest and it's kind of funny it's kind of a uh, Monty Python-esque in fact I think it might have been written by Terry Jones. Oh, but well, um but at one point, but one of the, there's like a new Christian, like a, a Scandinavian Christian who's like just recently converted, who's with them. And he's like, this is all bullshit, you guys. We're not going to find Valhalla. We're not going to do this, whatever. And they actually get to Valhalla and uh, things go bad. Uh, <laughs> as I recall, things go really, really south really quickly and they're all in danger. And the guy who happens to be Christian is like, well, I don't believe in this. And he just walks through a wall oh. <laughs> <laughs> to leave. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, stop believing. We've talked because the girls have watched a few of the creepy things. They really want to, and it's hard for me to, like, stop some of the things because I know it's going to be too much. But, God, they love it. They can't get enough of it. you got to do it. you got to let them do it. you got to let them, you know, you, you take the good, you take the bad. You, you take them both, both and there you go. <laughs> the facts of life. It's like, you know, yeah. you can, that cake is delicious, but you're going to feel it later. It's the same right. thing. You, it's really fun to be scared, but maybe not so much fun to be scared still a little later when you're trying to go to sleep. But you learn. You just right. learn. I, right. I think it's I a good co- mechanism to deal with anxiety by kind of dipping your toe into the well of, of scary stories scary because stories. they're more or less safe. Yes. You know, you're not in the middle of a scary situation. Right. You just kind of, it can be evocative of one when you're thinking later about, oh, what if that happened to me? Yeah, my big thing with them is just to tell them like, you know, if we've watched something scary and be like, okay, so, and we're not watching horror movies, it's like, right. you're showing ghost them spotted on, yeah, we didn't do that. <laughs> um, just like ghost spotted on camera and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, you know, they've seen a few they introduced me to Charlie Charlie. I hadn't known about that somehow. I don't know how. Oh, yeah. That's kind yeah. of a newer one. Yeah. Um, and so we watched some of that stuff, and I was calling out bullshit. I was like, I don't I don't buy this. These guys are acting. And also, why is his hand under the table the whole time? And also, what's the going on? So, like, I'm trying to get him to kind think. Kind of teach him how to debunk it. Debunk you know, it. Like... Yeah, not just believe it. But I did tell them. I was like, okay, so we watched this thing, and these people saw something, and they ran out of the house, and it was really scary. What happened to them? Did anything bad happen? Did they get hurt? Did anybody get injured? Right. Or did they just get really scared? And and that's it. That's really it. 
So if something's going to happen, you're probably just going to get really scared, but then you'll have a great story for the rest of your life. You can survive anything that leaves you with a story. That's right. And then, so they feel a little better about that. And Mm then um, I like got them. I was like, this is a protection stone. So I put it right here. Oh, that's great. You know, stuff like that. So they're like. Oh, that's great. It's just, you know, it's it's a great way to help them manage their their fear because you're going to experience fear in life. You just will. Yeah. And it's good. It's, you have to have a relationship with it. Yeah. And in regardless, they still will lock themselves in their closet and cover themselves, you know, with a get a flashlight and they tell each other ghost stories. So right. I can't stop it. I might as well get them good ghost stories. Beginning, <laughs> middle, end. Let's make that happen. Okay. So, All right. <laughs> Speaking on. of which, a good ghost story. This Go. is uh, from Brandon, not yours, different oh, yeah. Brandon. Okay. I don't um, assume every Brandon's mine. Just <laughs> <laughs> but when I hear the name, I do picture him instantly. Right, exactly. Well, shit, you guys. That's how it starts. <laughs> I sent you a story yesterday from the Chicago area and then finally finished Monday's episode and hear Jamie covering Chicago area haunts and Al Capone and whatnot. He did. I will read it later, but it talks about um, a cop that he knows and how they would file it. And it's, you know, like from the cop stories, how they would file a like spooky happening and unexplainable (laughs) event. And they're like, pretty much they're not going to file it at all. Because that's kind of what we asked for. I'm like, what are the the paperwork particulars of spooky shit that can't be explained? Like, is there like a tutorial in in police academy? Like, all right, let's talk about weird shit and how you deal with it. How you deal with it. You don't. You just don't write it down. Just ignore it because people are going to laugh at you. It later at the bar, but you can't you prosecute not. anybody. <laughs> it's not, there's no, it's just it's not worth the paperwork. Yeah, um, you can't find a ghost. That's pretty much what it is. But then he talked about like some uh, abandoned buildings and some cops mm. that would go in and they would, you know, like have a bunch like several cops in there that are cornering someone who's running away from them and they corner him into a room that has no windows, no other doors. They open the door, nobody's there. A cop had something thrown at him and Ooh. they saw it coming. And he couldn't move out of the way in time, and it went right through him. Oh! And when he looked, it was oh, gone. Oh, and oh. you know, so several. That's like the ultimate psych. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was some good stories like that. If, um, uh, and if I can remember, we'll put it on another ghost calls. Yeah. We just always get so many good things. Oh, we do. You know? We do. But I put it. I put it in my in my list. So we'll bookmark okay. it. Yes. Uh, my brother, his girlfriend, Jenny, their friends, Joe and Sarah had heard local hauntings that were around the area. They were hanging out near Barrington, Illinois, about a 20, 30 minute drive out of Chicago. If you enter Cuba road or Cuba, depending, um, off <laughs> route 14, there are legends of a phantom passenger that appear in your rear view that vanishes at some point down the road after passing a particular house. <sighs> the man is said to be dressed in gangster prohibition era clothing with a hat matching his outfit. Stylish. I've hmm. never seen this ghost, but I wanted to add a bit because it ties in with your Al Capone haunts in Chicago from your last episode. Um, quick note about that. Um, the story with Al Capone being in that building, I found out doing some more research on the, that stretch of Archer Road, um, it was not Al Capone's. It was violent, but it wasn't Al Capone's. So ah. that's just a myth. If we find out, we will always tell you guys. Okay. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll Good get into that. I'll get into that Monday. <laughs> okay, so also, I have tried to find him countless times through going through there, the uh, vanishing passenger. There are many other haunts reported on this road, and many tied to Capone because supposedly there was one of his safe houses located somewhere around here during Prohibition. A little bit down Cuba Road, there is a cemetery named White Cemetery. Very original. (laughs) (laughs) There are stories about this particular cemetery being super haunted with lights that wander the cemetery, disappearing road spirits, phantom hitchhikers, to sounds and whatnot, you know, typical haunted shit. This is what drew this particular trip out for my brother and his friends. White Cemetery, according to what they were told, was supposed to have a gravestone of someone literally named 
Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Not a fictional character, but a real person that was unfortunate enough to share the name, and they thought, ooh, spooky, because it was close to Halloween. Right. Living in the next town to Crystal Lake, <laughs> <laughs> it fueled the fire even more, and they were thinking it would be awesome to find it. After hearing this and looking through uh, to find a plot and different cemetery registries, I told my brother after he told me this story that they were stupid to believe this because I cannot find any record of that last name even being buried anywhere in Illinois. But they were dumb, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> They pulled up by the cemetery, and there was a road that turned off the right to the right across the street from the cemetery's long metal fence. The road they pulled onto was a small neighborhood with a few houses, a simple enough place to park. My brother's girlfriend, Jenny, and Joe's girlfriend, Sarah, were not too excited about going into a cemetery after dark because they were the smartest ones in the car. <laughs> so <laughs> they opted to wait by the car and watch <laughs> from a distance as Joe and my brother snuck towards one of the two gates of the cemetery and tried to figure out how to get in. Don't. That would be my go-to. <laughs> Don't open the puzzle box. <laughs> Fuck a cemetery after dark. <laughs> the girls got to talking and lost sight of my brother and Joe until a car driving on Cuba Road passed the street they were parked on very slowly with two people in the car. The car slowly mm. passed and did a U-turn further down the road and went back the other direction. The car slowed to a stop, and someone was leaning out the passenger window, yelling towards the cemetery gates, Hey, asshole, we saw you run in there. Sarah looked at Jenny, and as she was trying to find the boys, she asked Jenny, Are they yelling at the boys? Jenny looked back and said, I don't know. Where are they? I don't see them. The car slowly inched forward some more, and the passenger still shouting, We know you're in there, you fucker! Come out! Good on them! Good on them to call out some possible... Concerned citizens. Yes. <laughs> They're like, citizens arrest! They're up to no good. Get out of that cemetery. So, <laughs> get out of there. Or we'll say there. we'll get out of We're there again. We're going to call the cops <laughs> on you. Well, you know, there's a cemetery that's not... It's on the way to my mom's, and it's just, like, by the side of a neighborhood road. Right. And you could totally just walk in there, but there's a sign that says, like... Any damage to the property will end in prosecution, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they only put that if people have been doing shit in that cemetery before. So I'm sure these people were stopping to protect the cemetery from whatever the fuck. I'm puzzled whenever done. I see a shoplifters will be prosecuted sign outside of a graveyard. <laughs> Yeah. In my movie. No. no. Okay. <laughs> so, There's um, a gift shop. <laughs> what? <laughs> so finally, Sarah looks at Jenny and says, I see them. I see them. Jenny, which, which one of them is wearing white? Referring to my brother and Joe. Jenny's face turned pale. And when she answered, neither one of them, Sarah. They're both in all black from head to toe. Sarah's face matched Jenny's. As she looked back towards the person in white. My brother and his friend didn't even make it over the fence before the car drove by. They got so spooked by the car, thinking it was a cop, that they tried to find another path back to the girls. Instead, all the while, they were, too, watching what the people in this car were doing. I love the twist. I know. I may steal this for a script I write Right? Ooh, I got goosey bumps. It. <laughs> when they got back to the girls, the car had long left without coming back. Sarah explained to them that after losing sight of them and this car turning around, that someone she saw was by the fence wearing all white before the car turned around. When the car did a U-turn, she lost the person in white until she saw the passenger in the car pointing towards the back of the cemetery. She then noticed this person in white inside the cemetery just sort of standing back behind a gravestone when she had asked Jenny about which of the boys was wearing white apparently shortly after she asked jenny this question the figure moved and just vanished the only thing my brother jenny or joe had seen were the two idiots yelling at someone in the cemetery what sarah saw is all they have to go on 
Well, and what the people in the cemetery have to go on is said, too. Well, yeah, whoever was driving that car saw something. Saw something, too, because the guys were where they they were looking. Um, I just wanted to share some more Illinois haunts since you guys hit on somewhere near me for once. Yay! That was great. Oh, what a good story. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So good. I do love the twist. It's like, oh, there they are. That's not them. <laughs> and you have the added, like, the anxiety of, like, oh, we're going to get caught. Yeah. Uh-huh. So great. Ah, oh, fear from all angles. Uh, this story comes from Michaela. Michaela says, hi. Hey, guys. I want to start out by saying how much I love your podcast. We love you, too, Ooh, Michaela. Points for starting out like that. This is actually <laughs> the only podcast I listen to, and I'm not a fan of them in general, though I no. did introduce this to my dad as well, and I often find him asleep in his chair with your podcast playing from the TV. Oh, I love podcasts. They're so great for traffic and for I, cleaning I, your there house. There are a few that I listen to. Not, I'm, I don't listen to a lot. I listen to ours, of course. Yes, <laughs> I was going back and catching up on previous Ghost Girls when I ran across the one about weird anxieties and things that children have said. And I thought this one might be particularly interesting as the name of the ghost involved is Michael. Ooh. So... When I was around 16 or 17, I was particularly attuned to the paranormal. It's lessened over the years, but at the time, I was able to sense details about spirits and occasionally even see them. The trailer we lived in was haunted, or perhaps uh, or perhaps a truck stop for ghosts, as we often had strange things happening in spirits who felt different all the time. It was a late afternoon after school, and I was cleaning up the kitchen after dinner and felt the presence of someone behind me. I turned around from where I was washing the dishes to see no one there, but the presence hadn't gone away. I turned back around to finish off the last of the pots and pans, aware of this presence behind me the entire time. I didn't say anything, as I was used to sensing things frequently, and I secretly wished it would go away. As I finished up, I made my way towards the back of the trailer, where the one bathroom was. I had finished and was washing my hands. Uh, When I had finished and was washing my hands, I was startled when I looked up and caught the glimpse of a small figure standing beside me. Ooh. It was gone as soon as I had seen it, but there was no mistaking it. It was a child. I took a deep breath to steady myself, and I walked out of the room feeling a small panic starting to grow. Uh, I could tell it wasn't my own feeling, but the spirit that seemed to be following me. I wasn't sure what to do, so I headed towards the kitchen again for a drink in hopes it would go away and leave me in peace. I could sense and see them. I could sense and see them occasionally, but I was not in the business of talking to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you gotta have boundaries. It's important. <clears throat> They're important. They're important. Yeah. Uh, placed artistically around the walls of our small home were mirrors with various designs on them. I grew to hate these as the <laughs> night progressed because whenever I, uh, I I grew to hate these as the, as the night progressed because whenever I walked past said mirrors, I would continue to uh, to catch glimpses of him. Uh, he was small, maybe seven or eight, if I had to guess. He was pale with shockingly black hair and dingy clothes, uh, as if he'd been playing all day, but the thing that stood out the most on him was the sad expression on his face. Unable to help myself, I focused on him. He seemed scared and impatient, as if he was trying to tell me something, though I had never been able to hear them talk. The more I focused on him, the more the single name seemed to stick out in my mind. Michael. 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 Oh, it's weird to hear my own name. Mm -hmm. To say my own name like that, it just is. Um... Within Michael. the hour. Michael. Stop it. Michael. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, I'm going to start whenever I call you. I'll just be like, Michael. 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 I'm going to call you in threes now just to freak you the fuck out. Well, I'll tell you, I've gotten so used to that, like, whenever you're in public and you hear the name Michael, because mm. it's one of the most common names ever, like, I don't even turn around anymore. My um, mom said today to send um, to send Mike her love, and I was like, it's Michael. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. Mike doesn't even feel like my name. No, it's not. But it's my dad was a Michael, and she called him Mike. Uh, so a lot of people, do. a lot of people why, will call me Mike. It was, it's just not what I go by. Anyway, my mom sent um, you her love on a oh, side note. That's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Uh, within the hour, I could tell that Michael needed help, but I wasn't sure what to do, or even if I could do anything. Whether it be his fear or mine, I couldn't tell anymore because I was beginning to panic. I felt as if I couldn't breathe, and the words "help" and "Michael" kept repeating themselves in my head. Other than catching glimpses of him and feeling him follow me, nothing else seemed to happen. Typically, when a ghost is, uh, when a ghost was around, we would hear footsteps, knocking or scratching. Michael made no noises, and nothing ever moved. Ooh. It was just a heavy presence that seemed to make me cold down into my bones. Scared and upset that I didn't know how to help, even if I wanted to, I went to my dad. My dad was a believer in the paranormal and sensitive to it as well, and he knew there was something in the house, but it seemed that I was the only one that could sense exactly what it was. He had no idea what it looked like, the fact it was a child, or even its name. Once I had explained what was going on, he led me into the kitchen and took an old bottle from the shelf. Inside was an oil that he smeared on my forehead before whispering something I couldn't hear, a prayer, perhaps. Before he had even finished his whispers, my head began to feel a little heavy, and the spot where the oil had smeared began to tingle. I don't know what he did, but slowly any trace of Michael seemed to be disappearing. I felt bad because he seemed scared and afraid, but I had no way of helping him, and I could only hope that he eventually moved on peacefully. As for weird anxieties, Michael is part of the reason I can't walk past a mirror without looking at everything else but that. I don't even have mirrors in my bedroom anymore, uh, and this one is strange, but I can't walk into a dark room without closing my eyes first. It seems a little counterproductive, seeing as the room is already dark, but um, if I'm walking into a dark room, I have to close my eyes until I can find the light switch. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not the only one in the darkness, as if something uh, or someone else is already hiding in the corner. I don't know who Michael really was or what he was really trying to do, but I never saw him or felt him anymore after that night. I sometimes wonder if he can still find me. Oh, poor yeah. Michael. What but you're it, right. What are you going to do? What if it's if it was Michael and help? Maybe he was trying to say to help Michael, whoever Michael is. Maybe. So maybe there's someone else named Michael that needed help. Who knows? Who knows? But I feel like her instincts are probably on point. That's it. one of the things I was going to say is like with listening and hearing things. And mm -hmm. like if you focus on it, the more you, it's like any other kind of instinct. Yeah. You focus on it and you use it, mm -hmm. you become better and better at it. So, Bruce, like the anything. acting teacher, Ruth Zipporah, calls it listening for the invitation. Right, right. Uh, and sometimes, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, I don't blame you for having boundaries. I'd be interested to see if that oil works on me. Right, right. <laughs> like, it makes you wonder what kind of oil it is. Because there's some there are some oils that, um, you know, are used for cleansing. Eucalyptus, sometimes mm -hmm, tea tree, mm -hmm. stuff for like, not just physical cleansing, but... Um, but spiritual cleansing, yeah, and those will tingle anyway. Yeah, they'll tingle your. But it's interesting. Head. Like sometimes, getting back to the whole idea of belief and and mm -hmm. what it can do. Sometimes someone else's belief can be so strong that that even though you're not a believer, you. it still affects you. Right, like, like the grandma some, thing. Mm -hmm, Grandmas mm -hmm. pray over or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. It makes me wonder, you know, what other anxieties are caused by something supernatural, but. You know, I think that was awesome of her to share some of those strange anxieties 
you know, and I feel like, so do you have any like weird, I, you know what, strange it, anxieties? I, oh yeah, always. But I, it makes me think when I was a little kid, I had a little book. It was an Alfred Hitchcock's like anthology of mystery stories, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. I don't know why it was a book because it was like, but he just wrote the introduction to it. But in the introduction written by Alfred Hitchcock to these like mystery stories or whatever, he talked about superstition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember in what context because it was just like murder mystery stories, but you know, which are spooky in their own way, but not for supernatural reasons. But he said something, and I was so little, it made such a it made such an impression on me. He was like, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he said, uh, you know, you're uh, most adults, like when you're a kid, he said, you know, about the age that you'd be reading this book, uh, you believe in all sorts of weird things. So maybe, you know, you don't step on a crack for fear that you will break your mother's back. You right. know, you if you if you say this word, you'll say hot potato. You know, what? You, you'll come up with little rituals to protect yourself or whatever. And he's like, and sometimes adults will shun that uh, because <laughs> they, fi- they find it childish. But he's like, I challenge you <laughs> in so many words. He says, I challenge you to really watch what your parents do and notice that they do some odd things every day as kind of a matter of routine that they ritualistic if pressed to explain they can't and he's like I'll bet you anything and again this is not actually how he says it but he basically the point is you know your your parents protect themselves like your your parents still observe some weird superstitions that they don't think of as superstitions right. because you know the that's that's you know the stigma and so I was like oh and I started like all these little weird things that like my mother would do and my dad and my my mother uh, my mother is is fairly religious, so she believes in odd stuff. She's had enough. She doesn't like to talk about it though, because she she it makes her very very uncomfortable. But she believes in it. My father doesn't believe in it, any of it. <laughs> right. My total atheist doesn't believe in any of it at all. Thinks it's all complete bullshit. And yet, I'll still watch him do weird little things, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, what is what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> it's yeah, like right. whatever. So I think I think there's something you know whatever whatever your professed belief or lack thereof. I think there's always a level. Uh, deep, deep baby belongs to the reptilian brain that right. still feels like I need to do, have this. To do this. You know, what, was there, what is there something specific that stood out about what they did? Uh, my mother, <clears throat> my mother, when answering the phone, uh, I don't think she does this anymore because now cell phones, but when she would go to the actual wall phone and answer it, she would wait for the third ring always wait for the oh, third really? ring even if she was right there and it would drive me crazy because i'd be like why are you waiting for the third ring and she and she would make a joke well i just want to make sure they really want to talk <laughs> <laughs> she like had to wait for had to wait ring. for the everything in three right. she does things in threes and i i picked it up because I'll, I'll i tend to do things in threes right um like michael Michael. Michael. <laughs> I do now. Um, <laughs> but my my dad would do uh, weird things, especially when he was out working. Uh, and his, he used to have a little wood shop, and he would do like these, these little kind of routines that I'm like, why why do you do that? You know, like touching yeah. like touching the the saw before he starts it up, um, like well mm. before he starts it up, not like you know testing to see ooh how close can I get. But he's like little things like that. And my brother would do the same thing. And when you when you watch them long enough, you see every Everyone does this kind of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, especially actors who work with actors. You know, you can't. You have to say the Scottish play. Right. Um, and yeah. even if people think that's nonsensical, you feel compelled to observe it because you're afraid that you know. At least, I don't necessarily believe that the Scottish play or saying it is cursed. But if everyone else believes it, it it's as good as. Right. So it's I'm, almost, I'm gonna. I'm, it's I'm almost gonna observe disrespectful it. to them. Yeah. To yeah. Say, yeah. And it's I'm like, true. well, your belief is gonna cause something to fuck up. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Let me not help you out with that. Um. So I'm try- I was trying to think. My parents. You know, weird stuff that they do. My mom, when she goes into a new new place, she'll take like a breath, just like a, and she puts her head kind of down and looks kind of, she just, she's feeling the space. She's always feeling it. 
I hold my breath when walking by someone all the time. And oh it's not Oh my god, a, do you like suffocate or like like in New York City? Like do you just pass out from holding your breath so long? <laughs> no, but I do I do I will hold my breath when walking really close next to someone. Really? I don't know why. It's not a it's not a it's not a contagious thing. It's not something that I'm I'm afraid of catching someone. It just it just seems like you don't want to breathe their air. I, no, I don't want them. <laughs> Michael. I don't want to breathe on them. Um, oh. I don't want to breathe on them. Something about that makes me feel weird. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like they've got a little piece of me or something. If I breathe on them, yeah. it's really strange. I don't know why that is. I also, um, feel the need to match the tone of the person I'm speaking to. Yeah. Uh, if it's a, if it's a stranger, like if I'm comfortable with someone, then I'll just kind of go right. wherever my instincts take me in ter- vocally. But if Obviously. I'm, if, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm talking to someone who, um, it happens a lot, you know, if I'm talking to a fan who's a little shy, you know, I'll tend to, you know, I'll, I'll kind of match their tone right. and I don't do it on purpose. I realize now that it actually serves a pretty good function because it puts them at their ease. Cause right. you know, they feel like, you know, they, they don't feel like they don't feel awkward because I'm not going, huh? What? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> There's right. not a disparity in the way we we're socializing, but I do it all the time. And I've always done it like that. It's a weird thing. My, I, okay. So there are a couple of things that I do. Um, I doubt myself about locking doors. Oh yeah. And it same. is an instinct for me to lock the door. Like if you come in after me, the door's locked period. I just, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, automatic mm-hmm. since I was a kid. However, I would say 60% of the time I have to go double check and make sure I locked it. Mm-hmm. And I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've always been the same way. I'll have to drive. If I get around the block, I'll have to come back and yeah. go check it and make sure. I was that way with our garage door. Yeah. I'd have to like, like I'd have to. My, and my mom does this too. Like when the garage door goes down, she has to sit there and count to 10. Because what if it comes back down. up? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I get it. And my dad will always be like, well, shit, you know, like it may come up anyway. Like just because you count to 10 doesn't mean it's like well, Ali Ali Oxen free. <laughs> you also want to watch and make sure nobody like does a duck and roll underneath it That's to true. get inside before. That's very yeah. true. And I know with, with my parents, that came that came from when I was very young, someone breaking into our house once. Yeah. And that could traumatize you. But it's funny how my dad was just kind of like, meh. It's and, fine. And my mom was like, you know, no, every time I have to check more locks at risk now. With I mom. cannot. Huh? There's more at risk with mom. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, especially because my dad traveled a lot. So my mom's uh-huh. often alone with the boys. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, she's just a little woman, you know, with with, you know, a one kid. I my, Once my brother moved out of the house, it was just me and her and yeah. I'm useless in a fight. So <laughs> especially at that age. That is, yeah. Not true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But the, when I was when I was like 10 fucking useless in a fight. So what am I going to do if a oh, burger right, comes yeah. in? I used to have to i cannot sleep if i know um i can't sleep in a room where the door's open can't right uh i sleep best if the door has a lock and that's just a mm-hmm. safety thing because i mean being as you're very vulnerable when you're asleep but i have to and i have to have noise um a lot yeah. of noise and it has to be um a steady like noise i again i don't I think that's superstitious i'm trying to think of something like superstitious i well just like weird anxieties i think mm-hmm. is is kind of the same thing just these anxieties that we have that we you know do weird shit that doesn't make sense to anybody mm-hmm. else but mm-hmm. i have a feeling if we you know the more of us have this weird shit than we even oh i think everyone every does talk, everyone does talk about. i think i'm trying to think of some like more. having to have your closet doors closed if yeah, jack have, is not with me the do- closet doors have to be closed. Yeah. Because if he first, and that's just pure anxiety. Because what's going to happen? Is somebody going to like manifest in the closet just because he's not there? They no. Might. No, they're not. They're we all not. saw Poltergeist. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be sucked in. I um, spent a lot of time coming out of the closet. I don't want to go back in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. You know, you mentioned it, uh, and I have to. I need to talk to him about this. Uh, Brandon cannot close the door all the way. 
I have to go mm. behind him and close every door. I mean, obviously the front door he will close. Right. Um, but every other fucking door in our place is it's always open. open a crack. And I'm like, baby, you got to. Sh- oh, sorry. And I'm like, why can you not shut a door? Why do you just how can you? And it won't like he won't just leave it open like he will shut it. He yeah. just won't. Uh, he will close it, just not all the way. So it's not like he's leaving them open. He's he's purposely leaving them open just a crack. And I'm always like, what what do you do that for? Right. And he's like, I don't. I don't know. And I'm like, I would love to kind of get to the bottom of that because I have to have a door closed. I can't. The door has to be all the way fucking open. Yeah. Or completely fucking closed. I don't want to partially see inside anywhere (laughs) because then I'm going to be looking for what I can't see. There's just something so suggestive about just a little gap that you can see. Like I can just see someone's looking out at you. (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't like that. I also, you know, I'll leave the house and be like, did I unplug my flat iron? Did I? I think everyone so, does that. Yeah, right. Like, but what I, I have, it happens to me so regularly, and it is such a impactful part of my time uh-huh. that when I do it now, I try to consciously say, "I have unplugged." Yes. This you have to create a memory. If I lock the door, I say, "I am locking the door <laughs> right now." You know, do stuff you, like that, so that I can. Do remember you ever how I did say it. goodbye to inanimate objects in your home when you leave? No, but I do tell the dogs not to be assholes. Fair. Um, <laughs> Don't be assholes. <laughs> my mother, my mother's really weird. Sometimes she will say goodbye to like, like whatever she sees as she's leaving the house, whatever object she sees last, she will say some kind goodbye, of lamp. some kind. Yes. And, so it, and we make fun of her with it. And she just kind of giggles and kind of goes with it. But I'm like, there's some need for her to do it. I it's know, really it's weird. So weird. Yeah. You know what? I feel like you guys send us your weird your anxieties. Weird Let's share rituals, them with each other. Your anxiety yeah. rituals. Yeah, do they, yeah, your little rituals, the things yeah. that, that make you feel better, yeah. or that you just don't know why you do them. Or that, or that feel, if you don't do them, that you find yourself with this weird anxiety yeah. that you can't quite name. That would be awesome. Yeah. You can send them to us, of course, on the website ghoulintentions.com. You can send us anything you want through that. You know, yeah, the send us your stories all the good link. stuff but you can also if you for the anxiety stuff you can tweet them to us yeah um at uh, ghoul intent on the twitters on the twitters yeah tweet them to us and we'll yes. share some of those Ooh. on the next ghosticles so well oh we don't God. always because i think sometimes we feel alone in our anxieties and i think michael and i are starting to realize more and more that like, you know we're, we're all, not the only ones with all these anxieties we're all messed up yeah so you might as well share them with each other <laughs> all one um, big happy mess the fuck up family right right you are not alone nope. we're all weird as hell that's right yeah i love that awesome. yeah let's yeah. do that that sounds like fun that again that's what's so much fun about ghost stories is because they so kind of true. allow us you know, telling them kind of allows us to kind of vicariously have the, it helps you manage your anxiety. It I does. find because yeah. you can kind of, it's like, it's like practice fear, not right. actually going through it. If you're actually in the middle of a, of a story, it's always terrifying, but, but the, the but act remember, of revisiting it, it's just going to be really scary. Yes. And you're going to have that story forever. Yes. So dive in, dive in, don't dive in to the murder hotel where there's actually yeah, a murderer don't di- there. Don't, don't dive do into that. the abandoned building. Don't don't dive, don't dive into, into the, the empty pool is what yeah, we're saying. Don't, yeah, don't dive into the shallow wind. And don't dive into the cemetery after dark. No. It's locked. That's called it's trespassing. And you'll be, yeah. uh, you know, there'll be some trouble with the law. That's right. Uh, but do send us your stories. That'll yeah, be awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And on that note, remember... It's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with the lights on. Topical. The first one we have is from Celia. 
and also my fucking <laughs> computer. We started too fast. I didn't get a chance to silence it. Right, I love it. The computer just ready to hear, to hear Celia's story. They're always, <laughs> God damn it. Okay. 